Hey, welcome to episode 31 of the Fire the Family podcast. I'm so excited to share this conversation that I had with money savvy mama, Melanie from Australia. We were able to make the time zones work and uh, ultimately get on a uh, conversation about raising kids, uh, the differences between the United States and Australia when it comes to work, work-life balance, retirement accounts, mortgages, etc. Really excited to share uh, what I learned, because I learned a lot during this conversation with her, and I really appreciate her taking the time to sit down with me and answer some of my questions. I recommend sticking it out to the end of the episode, because the entire thing is packed with really great, useful uh, information, uh, where I uh, learned an awful lot uh, from Melanie. I recommend also going to follow her on Instagram. Her handle is money underscore savvy, S-A-V-V-Y underscore mama. And uh, there you can find a whole bunch of money-saving tips, frugality, minimalism, um, some parenting advice, all sorts of stuff there. Really exciting and really happy to have uh, shared some time with her on the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope uh, you enjoy these interview-type episodes, and I hope to keep more of them coming uh, out as well. So catch me on firethefamily.com if you want to leave some feedback. There's a contact form there. And I hope you uh, get something out of this episode and uh, drop me a line sometime. DM me on Instagram at FireTheFamily. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. And without further ado, here is the episode. So I'm here with Money Savvy Mama. I really am interested to get to know more about you from what I've seen on your Instagram. And um, it sounds like you have a blog that you've started and that you're beginning to work on. Um, so I just want to start by thanking you so much for joining me today or today for you and tonight for me on the podcast with the, the different time zones. Oh, no worries. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So I'm super excited to find out about Australia and um, the different things that you have there as far as um, retirement options and what you do for saving. And, and um, I see that you're, um, you're a teacher and you're into minimalism and you have um, boys of your own. So we have a lot in common. And so yeah. I'm excited to go over some of that stuff with you today. Um, so thank you again so much. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. So why don't we just start by um, you introducing yourself. Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your interests and kind of what you're doing on the internet when it comes to financial independence? Sure. Um, I'm Mel. I'm 32. Um, I'm married to Darren. Been married for seven years. Um, we met at Youth Group at our local church and still go there. Um, we've got two little boys, Finn, who's three, and Archie, who's one. Um I'm a teacher by trade, but mainly a stay-at-home mum at the moment, which I really like. Um, it's a good balance for our family, I think. Yeah, that's great. Um, we've we've gone through that same that same thing. My wife was a stay-at-home mom for um, she worked part-time a little bit at daycare, um, but really was mostly a stay-at-home mom for a lot of years, and then has just recently this year transitioned to being a teacher. Um, did you oh, do cool. Did you do kind of the opposite of that? Did you teach for a little while before staying home? Yeah, yeah. So I taught probably seven years uh, full time and then had a baby, um, had a year off and then went back one day a week and then up to two days and then had another baby. Um, so I'm kind of getting back into it a little bit. Um, but with this whole financial corona thing, um, yeah, there's no work for me at the moment, which which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, making the most of just being home with my boys and trying to yeah get some Instagram and blogging happening. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious how things are in Australia. I know you guys just got done with the wildfires. I don't know if that affected mm. you, if that affected you as well, but um, it seems kind of like a one-two punch with that and the coronavirus. 
Yeah, I've almost forgotten about the fires now just because this is taking precedence. Um, but yeah, the fires got quite close to my house, maybe 10 kilometres. Um, so we had bags packed and um, oh yeah, a list of things like last minute things to pack like phone charges and photos and stuff. Um, but friends of ours lost the house. Um, so yeah, it definitely affected lots of people nearby and um, particularly New South Wales. Like I'm from Adelaide, but New South Wales particularly was terrible. And yeah, for a while there, it felt that the whole country was on fire and we really felt the love from everyone overseas. We felt like we were being cared for a lot. Um, so thank you. Thanks for, for caring. Um, yeah, it was definitely for one for a while. Um, but yeah, at the moment we're kind of in isolation as well. Um, probably not as much as you guys. I'm not really sure what, what the deal is for you, but we're, we're kind of foam all the time at the moment. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys kind of on lockdown? Like, can you, are you able to, um, I mean, we're able to leave our houses and stuff, but we're basically like, nothing's really open besides grocery stores and uh, restaurants are open still for like curbside delivery and, uh, yeah. um, but are you guys kind of experiencing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, playgrounds are shut, which I hate with two little boys. Um, so yeah, we just go for lots of walks, um, occasionally get takeaway, um, or go grocery shopping, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, trying to lay low for a little bit. Yeah. And that's, that's super, um, to backtrack just a step, that's, uh, that's a lot to have to go through with the fire situation. And where I live in, in Washington state, we deal a lot with, um, brush fires, but nothing like what we saw, nothing like what we saw you guys went through and it's just, it's insane to watch and, um, see all the, you know, the animals and everything like that get displaced and, and the people, and it's just a tragic thing. And especially being, I mean, Australia is huge, but it's essentially a big Island, right? So uh, yeah where, where do you go you know it's, it's <laughs> yeah it was, it was it was pretty difficult to watch and I'm sure 10 times 100 times more difficult to be uh to be in that area yeah and seeing videos of people jumping into the water like that's they were wow. caught by this fire so that was pretty full on and seeing the sky red um it definitely wasn't that scary for us we had plenty of options where we could go um but yeah that glad that's all over now and um, yeah yeah right into the coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> Yeah, well, um, here in the States, it's starting to, I don't want to say wind down, because it's still, I mean, I think still over a 1000 people a day are dying. But um, I think Gosh. a lot of the states are past the peak. And um, we're, I think we we're talking about opening things up and big business, certain businesses going back. And we live in a real, cool. really r- rural area. So we've been shut down. But I don't, I don't know anybody that's been sick. Um, nobody around us or anything like that. Um, Seattle was really got hit pretty hard early. And then it okay. kind of, kind of disappear so we've been thankful for that but yeah new york on the yeah. other side of the states um has had a really tough go with it oh it looks awful yeah from what we see on the news it's it's quite shocking particularly we've been there and so um i think having that personal um connection to a place you definitely feel a lot more for the people yeah definitely and it's so yeah. heavily populated when so you went um before we started recording here um you went and traveled across the united states with your family including your kids i'm super interested to hear how that how that <laughs> and um if it was like if you've done that before have you ever taken them on a trip uh like that across across the, the, the world um yeah so i am a big competition enterer um i enter all the time particularly when my um firstborn was little he wouldn't sleep much so i'd sit on my phone trying to get him to sleep and enter competitions um we went on a trip to new york when he was one and a half and that was brilliant. So we thought, let's make the most of it. So went um, New York City to Washington, D.C., um, flew across to Colorado and then drove down to Texas and back to New York City. Um, and that was really good. That was business class flights, all paid for. 
So, um, yeah, can't complain about that. That was ridiculous. We had like five course meals brought to us, wow. caviar and champagne. It was, it was ridiculous. So you um, entered a competition. <laughs> yeah. What kind yeah. of competition was it? So it was our local football team, um, Aussie Rules football team, run a competition and we had to write a 25 word or less um, entry. So I made up a limerick and uh, won the first stage and then got to run Adelaide Oval at halftime oh, against man. myself. I guess the plane that went around the start of the stadium and um, I'm a bit of a runner. So it was like a dream come true to run in front of a stadium uh, full of people. And so I won that. <laughs> so we won yeah, $15,000 worth of flights to the US. Oh, my goodness. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So I hate grateful for that. Um, do you, and do yeah, you, was, do you remember sorry, the, yes. do you remember the limerick? Um, Oh, vaguely. I'm not going to put yeah. you on the spot. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's amazing. So um, do you enter, like, how many competitions do you do you think you enter? Like, just a ton or any competition? Um, I'm a bit picky. I'll try and pick the good ones or the ones you've got more chance of winning. Um, I keep all my entries. So I've probably got 500 entries of, like, poems and limericks I do. And then if I've got a Mother's Day thing coming up, I'll just – search my phone mother's day and then find all my previous entries so i can kind of tweak them and not have to start from scratch um so a few years ago i won a trampoline um a three thousand dollar trampoline oh a feeding chair a cooker um a esky like to put in the car a, um, a refrigerated esky i won gold um that's I won amazing five hundred dollars in a like a funny some videos and then i won a trip to new orleans um a year after the new york new york trip so that was that was pretty funny. Man, forget <laughs> forget, forget work forget working. You need to just full time <laughs> into competitions. That's amazing. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so I just figure, why not? I like writing, but I didn't have much of a chance to do it with young children. But I could kind of sit on my phone and enter. Um, so yeah, that's been good. So they're like, are they like greeting card contests? Um, not really. Just things on Facebook or Instagram okay. or. Um, oh, just the internet. I need, yeah, I need to get on that. Get that's onto a, it. Absolutely. Yeah, I wonder if there. I mean, is it is it is it pretty local localized to Australia, or do you enter like U.S. competitions? Um, generally local ones, but you'd have heaps more than we do because you've got you know ten times population, so you'd have mm -hmm. heaps heaps better competitions. I reckon. So yeah, get on mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, that's like that's like the secret. That's that's an amazing thing. I'm gonna I'm yeah. I wrote it down. I'm gonna start looking at that stuff because the competitions that we have around here are like a hotel company calling us Marriott calling me and telling me I've won some sort of some sort of award and it's just a, a scam call uh, <laughs> I'll send you some links um yeah definitely Please get do. entering and, yeah and you should write about that that's when you get ah. up and running and, and write you know, okay start, start getting those posts out there that would be I would I would I would devour that I'm sure everybody oh else, really everyone else would okay too. yeah that's amazing oh all right thanks Latif I'll um yeah that's my list of things yeah, please do. My, yeah. my my mom won a competition when I was a little kid. Uh, it was like a shopping spree at a grocery store. And yeah. it closed it down. And she was like, they gave her like, I don't know, five minutes or something to take a cart and run around the store and get as oh. much as she could get. Well, we, yeah. went, we went and scoped the store out the night before and uh, found like all the expensive meat and all the things that they wanted. Well, they had gone through and removed all of that. No. <laughs> yeah. So the next day she was like, none of that stuff was there. So she grabbed like a sign off of the, off of the, for like a patio furniture that wasn't, I don't think it was supposed to be part of the competition. And um, anyways, anyways, we ended up with a whole bunch of like 
a whole bunch of candy and all sorts of stuff. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. I've never known anyone that has ever won anything of substantial. But oh, you've won them good all. on it. Thank you. The, I reckon the coolest prize, other than the trips to America, um, was a trampoline. Um, we wanted to get one for Christmas, um, maybe a year and a half ago for our toddler. We thought, oh, we can't afford a really good one. So we'll just get one off Gumtree. That'll be fine. Um, and this one, it was a sponsored post on Facebook. And I thought it was a scam, but I entered it anyway, as, you know, people do. And um, I won it. I won that and a feeding chair. And not just like a, a dodgy one off Gumtree, but a proper one with sides, the biggest you can get, jumbo size. Um, it was ridiculous. And it came like a week before I had a baby. So that was, that was really cool. That's so, so, yeah, cool. get on it. Yeah, I will. I'm going to start. I will let you know when I enter my first competition. Do it. Do it. I'll take a cut of your winning. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I'll win a competition down to Australia. My, I've always, my wife and I've always wanted to go to Australia and it's just never been like a, I mean, maybe someday, but um, it's never been a, you know, an opportunity or anything of ours. And it's super expensive to travel from the United States to Australia. Yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit more about um, kind of being a stay at home mom with your boys, because I know my wife and she, it's not that she would rather be at work, but um, she, she does really well at work and um, she's a great stay at home mom and she was a stay at home mom, but that transition um, was just kind of, it was one of those things she was stay at home mom for like six, five or six years. And it was just time for her to have something of her own and to go back to work. And so is that something that you've run across or are you really enjoying the time uh, being with your boys? Um, a bit of both. I love being home with my boys. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, part of me wants to do something more. And so I guess that's why I'm trying to do a bit of this, this writing stuff, with Instagram stuff, just to kind of keep my brain active. Um, I really feel like part of my role of being a stay-at-home mum is um, managing the finance as well and, mm. and getting good deals on things. I feel like if I can do that well, I don't have to necessarily go out and earn a whole new wage. But if I can manage what we've got well, um, then we can, we can be all right. Um, so, you know, getting good deals in insurance, getting good deals in a mortgage mm -hmm. and lowering mm -hmm. the interest rate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when you get some unknown charge on your on your card, ringing up and saying, how, how come this, like, where's this from? And um, I got one from Amazon yesterday. It was only $7, but I just, it annoyed me. And so I rang up and said, yeah, so I want that refunded. And they just did it. Um, so, you know, I've got the time to chase up those annoying little things that if you're working, you, you wouldn't bother. Um, sure. So we do cloth nappies, we do cloth wipes. We don't pay for childcare. Um, I cook from scratch and mm -hmm. meal plan when I can. And um, yeah, I guess just make the most of what we've got. And then when Darren comes home, he doesn't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. I've got the finances under control. I mow the lawn during the week. <laughs> um, I kind of take <laughs> take pressure off what I can. So when he's home, he can be with the boys and, and play and do renovations and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I try and where I can save us lots of money. Um, I'm often on the phone, you know, have on speaker, trying to get good deals for things. And mm -hmm. when Darren comes home, I'm like, oh, look what I did today. So I, I still That's have that amazing. achievement feeling, which I need. I'm very, um, I don't get bored easily, but I like to, I like to be busy and do things. So, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that's why I'm feeling, yeah, like I've achieved something for the day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I've heard a lot. I mean, I think even Dave Ramsey has said it before in the past. I've heard that, you know, that itself is, I mean, that, that that's, that's people want to take, take away or talk down upon staying being a stay at home parent, whether it's stay at home mom or stay at home dad. And um, you can mm. be really effective as a stay at home parent um, and save the family a ton of money on things like you just mentioned um, by mm. making the phone calls and by negotiating and by, um, 
you know, just being kind of just watching over the minute details of your finances and, and clipping coupons and doing all the things you can do to save at the grocery store. And that, is, yeah, that, that can go yeah. a really long ways and can really, I think a lot of people that feel like they have to work to pay the bills and things, um, you know, maybe yeah. one parent, if they were able to do that would be, uh, they'd be able to stay home um, as a parent. Yeah. And look, I've had some people say to me, oh, you're so lucky about to stay at home. You know, you're so privileged. And I am, sure. and I fully understand that. But I look at some of them as well. And um, one girl I worked with, she had one boy and was expecting another boy and said to me, oh, well, I, I can't put him in the same clothes as his brother. I'll buy him a whole new wardrobe. And mm. that to her was a necessity. And she had to work to buy a whole new wardrobe for a baby. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to me, I just think that's a bit ridiculous. Um, yeah. And so while, yes, a lot of people do have to work and that's not a choice and I'm very lucky, I think that most people can make some small choices um, mm-hmm. or work part-time. So then the time that you are home, um, you can release other person to work and, yeah, just to um, do all the little jobs that my husband doesn't have to worry about, I think, takes some pressure off him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I enjoy it. Yeah, that's great. Um, we we did that with our first, so our first boy. Uh, we were young. We were 21 and we, like, you know, bought him all the things that we could. And then our second, we were like, okay, he's going to, he's going to need some hand-me-downs. And the third is like yeah. all, all hand-me-downs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, one thing that, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, one thing that um, Hubby and I talked, or Darren and I talked about a while ago was him going down to point eight or point nine at some point. So he could um, spend a bit more time with the boys, but we kind of put it on the back burner. I thought, no, like when, when they're older, when we can afford it more, and then it got to the stage a couple of years ago when, um, yeah, Darren's a bit stressed with work and just not seeing the kids enough. And I said, look, let's, let's rethink this. Why don't we just do it now? Like, why don't you have a day off a fortnight unpaid where you can be home with the kids and I can work that day so I can get out the house, so you can be with the kids. And then we both kind of get a bit more balance. And so we've done that for probably two, two and a half years now. And that's been brilliant for us. Um, at some point, we'll probably get him to go point eight, and I'll work a little bit more. But for now, the weeks that he has the Friday off, he's so much happier. The boys are so much happier. I love it because I go off to work, and he's fully excited, and I come home, and he looks haggard because, you know, <laughs> kids are hard work, and the house is trash. Oh, yeah. and, you know, he has yeah. to cook dinner and do washing, and mm-hmm. I don't let him be the fun dad um, <laughs> too much. So, yeah, that's been really good for us. So I encourage people, like, look at other ways of doing things. You know, the guy doesn't have to work full time mm-hmm. necessarily. If your employee can be a little bit flexible like they do often with women, um, maybe look at that and it might help create a bit more balance in your life. It's definitely, yeah, worked for us. Yeah, it's a lot of it's just being flexible and making, like figuring out what it is that you want out of your life and, and uh, making those things happen. If you don't mind clarifying uh, for, oh, us sure. in the United, for us in the United States, uh, what is point eight or point nine? What does that mean? Oh, sure. Sorry. So, um, 1.0 means full-time um, or refers to full-time. So 0.2 is one day a week, which is what I do generally, or 0.4 is two days, 0.6 is three, 0.8 is four, and, yeah, 0.9 is like four and a half or four days one week, five days next week. So it's quite popular um, or quite common terminology um, in Australia. I'm not sure if you've got something similar or you kind of just work full-time or nothing or um, – yeah, we yeah, really okay. just have full time. We have full time, which is typically forty hours a week, and we have sometimes there's there's some jobs, some government jobs, or some other jobs that work um, four days a week, but they work ten hour days. And then wow, um, okay. other other than that, it's typically five hour work week and um, eight hour eight hour work days. 
and uh, that's full time. And then part time is just anything, usually anything below like 30, I don't know the exact definition, 30, 35 hours, anything below that and just below like getting benefit, like health benefits and things a lot of times. Um, that's part time. Okay. And so those are really the only two uh, that, that we have. Um, and then we have overtime, okay, which, is, okay. which is typically more than 40 hours a week, which most companies will pay like um, time, they call it time and a half, which is your normal oh, pay yeah. plus half, right? So um, sure. but yeah, I've never heard the point system. That's neat. So is it common to have a more of a spectrum of, of how much you work or? What yeah, you, definitely. Um, yeah. So like a lot of people work full time. Um, generally, as soon as kids are in a mix, people drop down so often women will come back probably two or three days a week or or full time um one day a week's quite rare or point two is quite rare um I kind of pushed for it a little bit just because it was important to me and I thought well the worst I can say is no um mm-hmm. I just think you've got to ask a question um yeah I'm doing relief teaching now so that's heaps easier to choose my hours I can pretty much block out the rest of the days um but yeah it's definitely not available in every industry um in Darren's industry a lot of girls um, he mainly only works with girls. So they're often doing point nine without children just because they found full time is hard. You know, when do you do your errands? When do you see people? When do you clean the house? Weekends. Weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they just thought, let's have a little less money and have every second Friday off. Um, yeah. So he sort of saw that and thought, that's awesome. Yeah. Let's have a bit less money. I want Fridays off sometimes. Yeah, that's amazing. That's great to hear that you have that option. And and are most companies, most businesses open open to you having the option of kind of choosing how to do that? Um, it probably depends on the company. I don't want to make it look like all companies do that because I definitely don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's just one of those things you've got to suss it out and ask. I'm not afraid mm-hmm. to ask. Yeah. I feel like, why not? Yeah, I think it's like with us, it's um, uh, we, st- we had to work remotely because of the virus, but um, we work in software. So I work on a computer all day and I can do it anywhere that I have internet. So I was the first one really um, in my department to say, hey, um, are we serious about this remote work thing? Uh, do you mind if I work from another state? And then I had to go through yeah. all, the, all the layers of leadership um, to get their approval. And it was just kind of like, hey, you don't know unless you ask. And um, yeah, that's yeah. And I got the I got the green light, so um, wow. Kind of what we'll what we'll be doing is is relocating, but um, yeah, I plan on writing something about it a little more. I wrote recently about geo arbitrage or moving just to um, moving yeah. to a lower cost of living and things like that. And I think it's really going to help our um, our journey here with financial independence and and uh, doing that and and um, yeah, increasing our net worth and being able to save a lot more money. The cost of living is quite a bit cheaper where we're moving to, but more to come on that. Yeah. Um, um, what, I'm interested to hear about, um, the, you and, and your own, um, kind of financial goals, or, um, I know your Instagram says, um, that you are, um, you're into minimalism and kind of the, want to hear about that or your, um, your, are you, are you aiming for like a specific fire number in the future to, to retire or to just be financially independent? Sure. Um, I might just start back from when we got first got married, if that's all right. Sure. Um, we, at premarital counselling, um, were advised to live just on one income if we could. So from the very start, like we pay the mortgage and the bills just on Darren's income. Um, and mine, I was working full time then, um, mine paid off one of his uni debts. Um, he's done three degrees. So he paid off one as he went, one mm-hmm. afterwards, and then we paid another one off when we got married. Um, a car debt, which was 15000 Um renovations and put heaps on the mortgage so my was sort of the the fun money well not really fun money <laughs> um, but paying off all the extra things that we couldn't particularly on Darren's 
Um, so when we had a baby, it wasn't a massive shock moving to one in- income. Um, I missed having the extra bit of money, but it wasn't, wasn't a necessity. Um, so I think that really set us up um, for success um, with the mortgage. So we, we bought a house that we could afford on one wage. Uh, the bank would lend us a lot more money and we looked at a lot of beautiful houses that were all finished and had lots of bedrooms and beautiful suburbs, but we just we couldn't justify it. Um, and we knew that we we're going to go down to one wage and we just didn't want to do it to ourselves. Um, so we bought a 1970s house that looked pretty awful. <laughs> um, I'll send you some photos. Um, it had been on the market for six months. Um, a lady had died and they just couldn't kind of sell it afterwards. Um, it was structurally sound though and it had four bedrooms, two bathrooms, two living areas mm-hmm. in a really nice suburb. Um, and we thought once we move, we're going to stay for 20 years. We're not going to move cross country. <laughs> you guys are really brave. Um, but like we can do some renovations and just kind of tap away at it slowly. Um, yeah. So that's, I guess, where we started. Um, we're still in the house. It drives us crazy sometimes because it's a fixer upper and there's always stuff to do, mm-hmm. but we've made it, we've made it our own, put our own stamp on it. Um, yeah, and so that's good. It, it's two sixty a week um, or our repayments. Um, we thought we'd do weekly. I think weekly and fortnightly pay off an extra bit each year on interest. So we thought that's a smart way of doing things. Um, and then I thought weekly it looks like less money you're paying. So you know, even psychologically, if you're paying that, you know, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So for a while we we're paying two eighty a week. And then I decided to be a bit sneaky. And so I kept upping it to see if my husband would notice. <laughs> not sure if that's what most wives do, but um, I hired chocolate for my husband and I <laughs> upped the mortgage repayments. So <laughs> um, a lot of those. <laughs> if you're going to hide money anywhere, hiding it in your mortgage payments, probably a pretty, pretty great place to hide it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I upped it to 300 a week um, on one wage and he didn't notice. And then 350. And it's kind of a bit fun, like, <laughs> so I yeah. thought, oh, I'll just keep going. So I actually got up to 580 a week. Oh, wow. And he just didn't notice because he doesn't look at the bank statements. He just, yeah. you know, as long as we're not going into debit, he's like, cool. Um, and so after a few months of 580 a week, I showed him how much we had in the offset account. Do you guys have offset accounts or redraw accounts? Um, I'm not Maybe familiar. Yeah. Well, can, you, can you say that one more time? Sure, sorry. So an offset account or a redraw account? No, I've never heard of it. No? Okay. Never. Well, maybe it's an Australian thing. It's a cool thing, though. Um, so you have money against your mortgage, um, so you can withdraw at any time, but it reduces the interest that you pay on the mortgage. Okay. So you might have $10,000 next to your mortgage, so it looks like it's ten grand less, but you can withdraw at any time, um, so you're paying less interest. So that's... Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to relate that to what we I know we have like home equity line of credits and we have ways to tap into like home equity but um, I might be maybe somebody listening is like calling me a dummy right now but I'm I can't think of anything that we have that's similar to that that's really interesting because we basically sure. have like the purchase price what you still owe on the home and whatever's in between you can take a loan against that um, but okay. you're, gonna, you're gonna take an inter- a different interest rate when you do that and a lot of people will like will do that and then they'll they'll use that to like buy a car or something that like they'll, they'll double down on debt. And then it's just like a big, bad like cycle. And so when the market was really doing really well, this last fall, there was ads all over about getting, they call them HELOCs um, by getting home equity line of credits or taking loans out against your mortgage. And then now that we're like in a recession, like none of those ads exist anymore because nobody's uh-huh. doing that, you know, but yeah. that's, 
it sounds like you have a lot of options there. What are your options when it comes to yeah. like, uh, retirement accounts? Like we have 401ks sure. and um, uh, IRAs and things, but what do you guys have access to there? Yeah, he, um, Dave Ramsey talking about that. Now, it's a bit different, I think, over here. We, um, to a certain extent, you can choose which retirement fund you put it in. Um, we call our superannuation. Um, because I'm a teacher and I work for the government, we don't have a choice. We just get it put in one. Um, which is a little bit annoying, but it's just the way it is. Um, and so I think it's 9.5% that our employees can contribute um, of our wage. It goes, I'm not sure if it's on top of our wage or part of our wage. I should look at that. Um, but I know Dave Ramsey encourages us to put an extra 15% or make it 15% on the, um, the payments. So, yeah, I've done an extra 15% just because I feel like women often fit behind on their super Um or their retirement funds so I figure that will just kind of boost it up um I'm on high growth I figure while I'm semi-young that will help kind of catch it up as well um Darren doesn't contribute extra at the moment but I'm hoping he will a bit later in the year so do they contribute whether you contribute or not your employer um yes yeah it's mandatory dang you guys have so many more options yeah. than we do here oh sorry <laughs> well, I'm sure there's employers here that I mean um I'm sure there's employers here that do that but um Mostly what we have is that we have the 401k with your employer. Sometimes government employees have a different account. My wife has access or had um, when she was working for a different school district, had access to a 457B. And basically they just have different withdrawal rules and different tax advantages. Um, But uh, other than that, it's, um, she didn't have any match. The school districts don't give any, any match at all. Um, And mine gives like a, uh, 4% match, uh, of whatever I contribute. So if I contribute a hundred dollars, okay. they're going to contribute 4% of that. And so, um, it's, uh, mm. yeah, well, they're going to contribute, they're going to match a hundred percent of that up to 4% of my wage, I believe. But yeah, it's interesting. You have okay. to contribute a certain yeah. threshold and then they okay. vest it. Most companies will vest it. And so you have to be with the company for different time periods of time to be able to access all of what your match is or really? you, you leave the company, they keep it. <laughs> Wow. Isn't it weird, the difference between countries? They kind of yeah. think they're pretty similar. Wow, yeah, okay. it's a, it's, that's one of the things that I was like, oh, I'm so excited to ask you these questions because yeah. uh, you never know what other countries have access to or what they do and um, that's different because, yeah. you know, you might, I mean, if you're able to get a nine nine and a half percent match on what um, – you know, why or not match, but nine and a half percent contribution from your employer, you know, maybe they're paying less each year, maybe to make up for that um, than what you would get in the United States. But there's a lot of different different ways that could happen. But it's still really interesting to find out how that works. Hey, it's Nick. Real quick, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, blogging, writing about financial independence. And if you're interested in creating content online, whether that's a blog, a website, YouTube videos, etc. I am starting to write about Uh, Everything I've learned in the last 10 years of creating content online on many different platforms, I'm providing all that at firethefamily.com slash create. So if you are interested in writing or creating an authority site, uh, go check it out completely free. All the information is going to be there, uh, everything I've learned. So again, firethefamily.com slash create. All right, let's get back into the episode. Yeah, I know Chris Hogan's really big on your retirement, setting yourself up. So I listen to him a lot and um, yeah, definitely inspired by him. Um, mm-hmm. I've made sure we've got like a will, um, we've got like death and permanent disability insurance as well. So, you know, if something was to happen to Darren, we'd pay the house off and I could mm-hmm. stay home with the kids and mm-hmm. vice versa. So we just made sure that, um, the same happened to him. So if I died, um, yeah, he'd be, he'd be set up for life and it's really not much a week, but I think it's easy not to think about that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of don't want to think about retirement or death when we're young, but it can kind of happen to anyone um, yeah. or retirement creeps up on us. So I think if you can put things in place, just give you peace mm-hmm. of mind and mm-hmm. I'm not prepaying a funeral, like that's not an issue. It's it's the longer term things. I think that that's quite important. Yeah, it's a small price to pay. And I think a lot of people want to just talk about investing and it's, it's a great point because... Um, yeah, that's a huge, that's a huge thing to take care of and make sure that, um, like for me, um, like my wife's able to work, but, um, I make probably, probably twice as much as she does and not to, that's not a brag thing to say or anything at all, but if something were to happen to me, then, um, we're just, we're trying not to build our life on both of our incomes, basically build our life on, like you've talked about with one income, but also making sure that we have those, like those insurances in place in case something were to happen. And I don't think enough yeah. people, talk, I don't think enough people talk about it. I think it's, it's important important to have that in place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you have like a a goal that you're reaching for when it comes to investing? Are you just, just doing, doing what you're doing? It sounds like you're putting a lot away. So you're probably going to reach, um, a retirement, you know, status before, before retirement age, I'm sure. Well, yes and no, like, because I'm not working that much. It's actually not a huge amount of money yet. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was on maternity leave, though, that's when I actually up my repayments uh, or up my contributions, I should say. Um, so that I think that helps it go up a lot. Um, it's all kind of lost now with the corona, all the things have plummeted. Um, but, you know, if it's in there for the long term, it will go up again. Um, back to your question, though, I don't have a proper number yet. Um, it's something I want to talk about with hubby. Uh, we've been focused mainly on the mortgage, but I kind of want to invest outside of super as well. Um yeah, so that's something we'll look at over the next next few months, I think, and um, take a bit more seriously. And um, yeah, what about you? What what's your number or what's your goal? Um, I, I like, I we've come up with like probably we've waffled between different numbers, and it's kind of an arbitrary thing, and kind of just like a goalpost to put in the ground. And the big thing for me is to is to say that is to tell basically everybody that it's not that I want to me or my wife want to quit working. Neither of us want to quit working, but a big part of it is to um, just to not be, be tied down to our decision-making where we live, where who and where we work for um, aren't, you know, uh, tied to our nine to five income. And mm. so for me to be able to do that and say, Hey, there's a job opportunity here when our, our boys are grown, we had them really young. So they'll be out of the house when we're in our, probably in our mid forties. Um, yeah. and so, uh, for us, it's like, Oh man, we have a whole half of our life left to, to live. Yeah. Still. And so if there's like, Hey, there's this job opportunity or this really neat, you know, uh, project I want to work on or volunteerism, or maybe we've talked about going, uh, to different countries kind of missionary type work, um, when we're older and through our, cool. maybe through our church or something. And, and so who knows, but I want to be able to have as many options as possible and be able to spend a lot more time giving, giving back right now. We're so focused on, on ourselves and money and, um, building up our own incomes and investing for ourselves and just our family unit that I think uh, it'd be really amazing someday to be able to just give back to other people. Um, yeah. Give that yeah. Energy. So um, in order That's to do awesome. that, we've got to be some level of financial independence, I feel like. And um, yeah, we want to, we want to try to, if our kids go to college and we want to try to help cash flow some of that and not put them into student loan debt. If, if that's a thing in, in 10 or 15, you know, years, who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, yeah. That's kind of our goal. And so I guess uh, for us, it would be probably about a million and a half in retirement accounts yeah. that we, we wouldn't be tapping into. Um, but, but if something were to happen or um, if we had to tap into it, then then we'd be able to. And it, that's reasonably going to last, you know, the next 30 years and it'd pay us about $50,000 a year. Um so Great. that's kind of our number and um, yeah. being part of the whole fire community and everything, we have to kind of put that, put that 
flag in the ground, but it's really a moving yeah. target and it depends on, you know, five years from now, my, our goals are going to be different and maybe less or maybe more. So who knows? Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Amazing target. And I think if you that aim high, you're not going to aim for anything at all. So yeah, it's, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I think everybody wants to be, wants to say that they're a millionaire or say that maybe, maybe that's the wrong wording. Maybe say that um, anyone super interested in investing for the long term has, has that in mind because anymore a million dollars just isn't in re- talking about retirement and paying you paying yourself every month isn't mm. uh, a lot of money anymore no no and I think um from a cushion point of view sometimes people think money is evil or it's bad and I don't think it is and I think we need to challenge that you know there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with money the love of money is bad but if you yeah. if you can manage your money well you know with what we've been given then mm-hmm. we can be generous and Mm-hmm. and take care of ourselves so we can look after other people and not be a burden and um yeah i think we kind of need to re- rethink that um some of what we've learned i think growing up in the church is a little bit wrong or at least with our friends and stuff i've said mm-hmm. yeah we've it's something i've struggled with my wife my wife grew up in the in a christian church or lutheran church um and i didn't start going until i was in, in high school i wasn't brought up that way and um i started going with her when we started dating in high school and then um, just kept going. And now we go to, to just a non-denominational Christian church and we really love it. And I've struggled kind of going back and forth with like, man, like, am I like, I'm so focused on this stuff. And I read, I read about it a lot. I write about it a lot. I talk about it a lot. Um, really have finding that balance. It's like, what, is it too much or, you know, where's my heart at? Where am I? Um, where's my intentions at with all of this? And um, so it's definitely something to like self-check. And I have to, I have to check myself a lot when I'm when I'm thinking about it, but um, it's kind of like the oxygen mask when you're on the airplane scenario. I think uh, you can't help others unless, you know, you put the mask on yourself first. And so I've yeah. always, I've always thought that if I'm able to take care of myself financially and at least get us on that trajectory uh, that yeah. we would be able to do a lot more and turn around and help everybody behind us uh, along that way, whether that's family, friends, or people to the church that we go to or, or just strangers. Um, that's what's really yeah. exciting, exciting for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back to the question about sort of financial goals, something that I'm a bit more sure about with the mortgage is having that paid off. Um, so we've got like 26 years, 11 months remaining, not that I'm keeping track of that, um, <laughs> but we're on track for eight years, 11 months as of today. So that's cool. That for me, I don't want to be having a mortgage for 30 years. Um, I'd like it going in six or seven um so I track it on a graph and this morning I was there with a highlighter and you know down to 235 on the mortgage and thousand um few extra zeros um but for me that's that's one way I could keep motivated otherwise it's mm-hmm. a huge amount of money and it feels like you're never going to get there but you know just little bits each week little bits each month yeah. um even if you've got an extra 50 bucks throwing it on the mortgage not just rewarding yourself with new shoes or um a new phone or whatever um I think that that's really helpful as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, do you, is it common in Australia to have, are they 30, 15 and 30 years? So is that the common um, length? We just have 30 years. Um, you could probably negotiate it down, but they don't actually offer 15 year mortgages. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as I know, whereas I think that's pretty popular with you guys. It's super popular, and it, I've always I've always been of the opinion, and maybe it's because I'm young or or um, I've haven't had a house for a long, you know, many many years. But um, I always perceived just signing up for the thirty year and then paying it paying it like a fifteen in case something happens and you need to fall yeah. back and pay a little bit less. You have that ability to. But if you sign yeah. up for a fifteen, then you're paying the fifteen whether you like it or not. Yeah, yeah. And especially. Um, so yeah, we- Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. 
I was just going to say, especially um, new home buyers uh, don't realize, and it's something that we learned um, on our first home is that uh, our property taxes went up this year and that increased our payment a little bit. And it was like, okay, well, if we would have bought a house that was like super tight budget wise on a 15 year and property taxes go up or some other, you know, utilities or something or something else um, increases, then it's like, oh, you might not have as much room as you thought you did before you bought the house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, my goal, like I'd love to send the kids to like a private school or a Christian school. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're as expensive as your schools over there. Um, but I only want to do it once the mortgage is paid off. I kind of don't want to have all these extra things to pay for. Um, so that's kind of my, my focus. Once the mortgage is paid off, private school for the boys. I'd like to invest more in shares, pop more into retirement um, and actually cash flow our next house. So I'd love just to find a nice little house in the country or near the beach and go, yep, here's the money for it. No more mortgage. And um, I think that's not really done very often, but I'd like, I'd like to, to do that if we can. Those are, those are great goals and not, you know, com- not super common, but I completely uh, align with the house on the beach, kind of away from the hustle and bustle of the city probably. And um, the private school thing is interesting too. We've, we've covered, uh, we've talked about that quite a bit, my wife and I, and um, they're so there's, with daycare, especially uh, like daycare is super expensive for us. So we're right now we're paying mm. $2,000 a month for two kids to be in daycare. <laughs> wow yeah, yeah it's obnoxious and then where we're moving to is um it's going to be about 12 about a thousand to twelve hundred dollars so we're going to be saving like five to eight hundred dollars wow. a month on daycare but um private schools are um probably a little bit less than that here depending on where you go just through a church through like our local church that we go to that has a school it's uh i think it's like four or five hundred dollars a month per student that you have in there which is still that adds up that's expensive yeah oh definitely um, and we just don't want to do it from the start. We figure sure. we wait till we really can afford it and then we'll kind of revisit it. Um, we've got lots of lovely schools around here, just local schools. So we'll start yeah. there and they'll be fine. Do you have any, um, I'd like to learn, I know you just started um, started writing on a blog or a website. Um, how soon, like, are you are you currently right, like planning, do you have plans currently to, to write more um, frequently? Yeah, so my plan um, was to write one or two articles a week. And I've got lots of plans for them. I've written some of them. I just need to actually, you know, put them put them on the on the blog, um, free freedom and stuff. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked. So things like surviving and thriving on one income, um, mm-hmm. paying off the mortgage, um, making isolation count. You know, so what are some positive things we can do during this time? Um, mm-hmm. Managing your money well, boosting a super, um, looking after your family, like so your wheels and insurance and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm really excited to do it. I um, just, I think I've been making a bigger deal than it is and um, just keep putting it off. I'm not yeah. sure if you do that ever. Uh, I, I did in the past. And when I, when I started writing on firethefamily.com, I like was, I was all, I was all in from day one. And that was just because um, I probably, now it's probably like six years ago, I, I started a YouTube channel and um, I just, I loved doing it. And it wasn't, I wasn't really after, um, at first wasn't after traffic and stuff, but I ended up, um, getting a lot of traffic and figuring out kind of the search cool. engine optimization and all that. And I just, I love the process and it took me like sure. 500 videos before and like a year and a half before things just went crazy. And I got, I was, I was making like, I was, at the, I was probably making about $300 on average a month and that was getting like wow. free products sent to me to test out and all sorts oh, of stuff. Cool. But it was like a full-time job. It was so much work. And I was, I was going yeah, to call. Okay. And so I just decided to stop doing it at, at some point. And so um, I wanted to translate that into a website. And, and so I knew when I, when I went into this website it was like, okay, um, 
it's going to take me a year. I need hundreds of pieces of content. Um, I just need to write my face off and I'll improve along the way. And so that's, yeah. that's what I did. And so I just started writing and I still need to go back and I've deleted a few of the first articles and I need to go back and fix a lot of them. And it's amazing with repetition, how, how, how quick you pick it up. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I think I need a bit of just kick up the pants and <laughs> just yep. get into it. Um, yep. Stop the excuses. We've got nothing else better to do at the moment, right? So. Yep. Well, in the beginning, you don't get, get a lot of it. traffic. And so it's kind of like a, it's great. It's actually a really great thing because you're like, man, if I, I think about if I would have had a traffic in the first few months, like people viewing my website, they would have been like, what is this? Like, this is not so good. <laughs> and so it gives you time to learn and get better and improve. And then, you know, you kind of get the, tra- you earn the traffic that you get. And then, then it's like, yeah. once you feel like you're decent enough. You're like, okay, it's not stressful. You don't have any, I don't have the anxiety around it anymore. And um, yeah, so I would, my recommendation is just, just, just write like a madman. <laughs> All right, we'll do. I'll come, come to you for tips. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, if you were to have anybody come and follow your journey, I love your Instagram, um, your colorful pictures. You've got tons of things on there. Um, I would, venture to say that right now until you get your blog up and um, up and going is this where you'd like people to find you and connect with you yeah yeah so you can find me at um money savvy mama m-a-m-m-a um yeah and come say hi um, i'm still learning I'm, i've been on there for about three months so i still don't really know what i'm doing um i'm trying to make it a bit more prettier like some people do all their all their grid sort of figured out i'm definitely not um a great standard yet but having a bit of fun with it so uh, yeah, come say hi. Yeah, I will. Um, I'll I'll put a link to that in the uh, the notes below um, on whatever platform that um, all these go all this this episode goes out on. But yeah, the grid thing it's amazing to me. I just I just just started going on Instagram with my stuff um, after like nine months of writing, and I don't even wait. I don't even like I don't have the time to figure that out. And so <laughs> yours looks amazing compared to what I've got going on. But um, yeah, I love that the tips and and all the all the frugal tips and things of of what you can do at home and what you can do with a family to save money. I think this, all that is, is so powerful that, um, that I think a lot of us just waste and overspend and, and um, more than we, more than we think we do. And uh, for me, it started with putting a budget in place and um, yeah. just paying a lot more attention to it, but there's just so much that you can fine tune. And it looks like um, a lot of that stuff that you cover on there. So super excited. I, I recommend anybody that wants to uh, save more money, especially if you have a family, um, to follow you and uh hopefully you can continue to build your following it looks like you've got a good one going already well thank you you're welcome i appreciate that you'll have to translate that big following into your writing when you're ready and uh, your website take off (laughs) oh thank you (laughs) yeah definitely well do you have uh is there anything i didn't cover that you think that uh people might like to to know um oh yeah quickly um i've got some side hustles that i dib in and out of or dab in and out of um so i'm a seller on teachers pay teachers so i've earned about three thousand dollars um mainly selling one product so um a relief teacher starter kit which is cool so that just sort of can sell and sell and sell just an online resource um i sell nappies like modern cloth nappies um so if someone makes an order i get um, a bit of money from that is that um, on etsy is that on etsy um no it's i'm kind of like an advocate so if people um find out about um grovian nappies which is what i sell um and they make an order and put my discount code in i get like a bit of money not a huge amount but it kind of you know adds up yeah. um i declutter people's houses 
Um, I'd like to kind of get into that a bit more. I really get a bit of a kick out of that. Um, so, yeah, quite enjoy that. Um, I clean some people's houses and you just get paid um, yeah, a bit of cash for that. Um, I find things at op shops or thrift shops, I think you call them. Um, and I think, oh, I reckon I could sell it for more. And so I, yeah, flip that for a bit more. Um, find things on the side of the road and clean it up and sell those. So, yeah, um, I quite quite like that. I figure you can only save so much money and you've also got to make some money. And, um, yeah, quite yeah. enjoy yeah, that's a, you've got you. You're a busy person. That's um. Hold on, I wrote some. I took some notes here. So um, yeah. <laughs> you, said te- you said teacher pay teacher, right? Yeah, teachers pay yeah. teachers. So my my wife has been on that, um, and I, I'm pretty sure she's purchased things and downloaded things from there. So that's super exciting. And to also hear. Uh, so wait. So you um you you made a uh, template, or is it like a like a lesson plan, or what? What was it that you made? Sure, it's a 40-page resource for um, relief teachers or supply teachers. Um, I'm not sure what you call them there. I think substitutes. Um, we call them substitutes. Substitute teachers. Yeah. yeah, sweet. Um, so people can kind of pick that up if they haven't done it before and it kind of runs through a whole lot of tips and tricks and lesson ideas. Um, yeah, and so that's been really good. I haven't really done many other resources because that one sells quite well. Um, at some point, I'll try and make some more things and pop them up. But again, it'd be like Instagram. People spend way too much time making things beautiful. And I just, I haven't done that. So I don't want to spend too much time at the moment. Um, yeah, that's that's a great tip. I think there's a lot of, there's probably a lot of people out there that, um, teachers specifically, that um, could probably earn uh, some money on that. And I don't think I've seen anything uh, ever written about it. So write that down. You should write about that. Ah, okay, I will. All right. Oh, well. <laughs> that's Pop super that in. cool. And you and my Thank wife you. would probably get along really well because she, like, is the, like, the most you know, she get she is so into decluttering mostly my stuff, <laughs> and I come home and there's just a bag of my stuff, and it's like I'm throwing this out, and it's you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I want those things, and even yeah. even now, like I have a, probably have a, a pile of clothes and shoes in our closet, and that's just that's probably what makes her the most mad, and so she's like she's amazing at yeah. decluttering and organizing and all of that <laughs> stuff. So you're you're actually going into people's house like the lady on kind of like the lady on TV and and doing this for other people. Well, on a very amateur level, um, and look, I've, I've only done it um, for people I know at the moment, and then the whole corona thing started, so mm. I've stopped. But I would like, I'd like to do it um, and not charge a huge amount. Just I just get a kick out of it. I really like doing it, and then I come home and I look at my house differently, and I think, <laughs> oh, shivers, I better like make my house flat, less cluttered. Um, so, yeah, I just, I've been selling lots of stuff from my own house over the last couple of years. Um, one year I sold so much that I saved up um, $1,300 in cash to surprise my hubby. Um, it was his 40th, so he went to the Australian version of the Super Bowl. Um, so I've saved up that and surprised him. So he went with his brother and that was all just, yeah, cash funded. So that was pretty cool. That's good to have super, a goal. That's super cool. How rewarding. Like, that's super cool. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to get my kids on board, at least my two, my three-year-old. Um, my one-year-old doesn't really get it. Um, but I say to my three-year-old, okay, what can you sell? Um, and so he looks around and, oh, you can sell this, mummy, you can sell this. And um, he goes to the door and collects some money and puts okay. it in his jars. He even tries to take money off me when I sell something. He goes, oh, that's my money and snatches it off me. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you find your own things to sell, thank you. Um, That's funny. So that definitely like gets rid of the toys and um, so much so that last year at Christmas time, he opened a present 
and he played with it for five minutes and then says, actually, mum, the wheels are annoying. I don't really like it. Maybe we could sell it. <laughs> and That's I was so, so mortified and so proud all at once. And so, yep, he sold it. He got five bucks and um, went and put it towards something else. So, yeah, he sells acorns from our oak tree and makes like a bit of money off that. So I'm trying to like encourage a bit of yeah. entrepreneurship amongst my those are great those are great teachable moments yeah yeah and then too like you know money doesn't come on trees well actually it does if you grow acorns acorns. (laughs) (laughs) but generally it doesn't grow on trees you know if you want money you have to do something about it and um i think this modeling selling things and getting money it's an instant thing he sees and so he wants to do that as well that's really great and that's those are some of the things that I, I've um, I've kind of haven't done yet or have failed to do uh, as of yet. We do the allowance thing, and I found that um, that's cool. I found that it's it it's difficult because we are trying to like, hey, you should be doing these things anyways, probably like picking up the dog yeah. in the backyard or taking out the garbage or things like <laughs> that. And like um, to to make it bound to money, it's like oh, I'm kind of struggling with that. But then he is, and my oldest doesn't uh, hasn't shown a big, you know. I don't flip things and I haven't done a lot of that. So maybe, maybe it's something that we get into. He likes, he likes his Pokemon cards. So um, maybe yeah. we can find something around that, but those are great teachable moments to teach them, teach kids about selling and buying and profit and, and all that stuff. That's amazing. Well, thank you. I've still got lots to learn. I just try things. And, yeah, that's yeah, fun. It sounds it like you're, it sounds like you're really engaged with your kids and um, it's great to hear. I, I love that. And um, spending time at home and, and making your, your and your husband's careers work around that and um, really identifying your priorities and what's important and everything. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I've learned a lot today, um, tonight for me. Um, and I just thank you so much for taking the time uh, being here and sharing your experience. And it's a really unique experience. And I think that the listeners here will really appreciate um, the perspective you bring, not from not just from being in a different country, but um, from the ways that you go about saving money and um, competitions. I'm super excited about the competitions <laughs> and some of your side hustles. And I think all of that is just a really great, uh, unique way to go about um, personal finance and and um, investing and all the stuff that we talked about. So thank you so much for for sharing that with us tonight. Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me on. I've learned a lot from you too. I've been trying to write. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be definitely sussing you out about all the blog stuff. So thank yeah, you. Definitely. You're very welcome. <laughs>